pass. It falls for Diagostini. Zangi tees it up and oh. scores. Woo. Zach Zangi. Gavork DRB in for oh. Nacho LaRange. It's Nacho. But <laughs> <Goal>. <laughs> he's got LaRange. It's Yanni Bazzini. An exclamation point. The man who will not stop scoring. Jones heads it down and it's pounded in. The captain, Jake Ashford. The Green League. Hey, this is United in Green. Look at this. We're back for season two. This is uh, episode one, season two. We have uh, a couple of our regulars back and we have a special guest. But before we do that, um, I want to uh, reintroduce you all to the OG. Uh, Willie, how you doing? I'm good. Every day is a closer day to that U.S. Open Cup. That's right, baby. That's right. You know, United in Green, we've been uh, we've been off for a long time since the end of the season. Uh, I think one week postseason was when we had our last podcast. So uh, it's it's great to get back into it. Here we are in uh, almost in February at the end of end of January. Uh, a lot of us uh, try to complete our dry January. I know Will and I are both doing that. Um, but then we also have uh, our 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 media star here. Uh, the man with the plan, the man with a thousand kits. Uh, Tyson, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. I've I've got fever dreams, and those dreams are green. Damn. I, I have you been have you been preparing that one for a while? Uh, no, that was actually spontaneous and off the cuff. Wow. Damn. You're good, dude. You're good. Um. <laughs> so yeah. So uh, myself, I've been uh, basically I've been doing my other podcast uh for my Premier League team, uh, hanging out. It's been uh, a pretty decent winter until uh, last week when I tried to cut my finger off. Uh, delayed this podcast by about a week. Uh, I had surgery. Um, still no feeling back, but that'll take like six to nine months, they say. So until then, uh, I'm working with at least four of my digits. So, um, But other than that, man, I, I'm so excited to be back um, and so excited to introduce our our first guest of the second season, Uh one of our founders uh coming to us from from my land uh to from burlington to burlington from my land i should say uh of of the rutland area uh patrick verna how are you doing man i'm doing great i uh wish i prepared like kind of a, a cool catchphrase introduction like everyone else i think did but uh maybe i'll get to it by the end of the show um yeah really excited to be here things are ramping up so it's, it's good to see your faces again and uh yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm I'm buzzing to make my debut on the show. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, we've been uh, we've been trying to have uh, some of the founders on uh, since we started this uh, last season, but uh, unfortunately, uh, when we started it is when everything started to ramp up for uh, last season, and and it just uh, it just didn't happen for us. But we 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 got you now. We roped you in, uh, and now uh, now we just gotta ask you the questions and and tie you down until uh and, until you answer them to uh to the satisfaction of the three of us. So, um, I, let's get going here and uh and and uh we'll let Tyson ask the first question because I know he's got he's got a few that are that are actually kind of fun and uh, interesting. So, awesome. yeah, no, I, I've I've got my list on my phone, but you know, I, I'm sure that you get ask this question all the time, Pat, but, you know, what has been the thing that has surprised you the most since, you know, the green started when, you know, you first had this crazy idea in your head to start this, this team, this club, 
but you know, what was the, what's been the thing that's really stood out to you the most? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, it's a good question. It's tough. Cause like, I think the, the, the reception of the community and, and sort of like the, the atmosphere at the games and like the amount of people that, that really um, have latched onto the club and really, really like care about it is like, it, it's, it's, it's tough because in a, in a way we're, we're like not surprised in, in the sense that like, we know that this place and this community and these people are, 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 are the type that engage with community. They value community. They want to be a part of, 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 collective kind of movements in the way that like we think this club is and can be um but even with that expectation and that belief in in like the people here it's still always going to be like pretty awesome like when we pull out the virtue field and you know about to be kickoff and the stands are like genuinely full of people and i think uh to go further on that it's like this and this is like you know this is maybe even more of the surprise um is like we knew that we could build something collectively with the community here that people would care about and we could fill the stands. But when we were filling the stands on like torrential downpour days and like, uh, you know, weeknights and, and really just like uh, seeing the, the, the way the Vermonters have gotten behind this team, like even through a summer that was like kind of a disaster, like in, in multiple ways with, with, with weather and with, you know, just things going on, on around the state. Like that was like where the, the belief that we had turned into like, just like, wow, like it's, it's even, it's even more than, than we thought probably. So yeah, I'd say that. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, just to touch on that, that, that stuff from last season, all the rain and stuff that we had, and it just didn't put a really didn't put a damper on, on anybody's summers. Uh, I, I think not just the green mountain boys uh, supporter section, but I mean, the the community does grass it, they have kind of grasped, you know, what you're trying to do here and, and kind of just the way that the community has embraced it has, has, has really put excitement into every single person who went to those games. Um, and, you know, even there was, there was a lot of people there who were, who were not necessarily soccer fans who were just there to see what was going on. And I think that's kind of the biggest part it's, and it is, and it is soccer in general is a community builder and, um, and, and I think even through those raindrops, I think we mentioned on one of the podcasts last year after the after the first or after the last uh, the last match, how we had the the torrential downpours, the hour delay, you know, and people were just hanging out in the parking garage waiting for the the okay to go back in. I mean, that really speaks to what you guys have have built here, and and I, and I think it's pretty amazing. Yeah, it, we appreciate that a lot, and and yeah, because it's it's really like. Like, let's be honest about like what USL League Two is and what like like semi professional sports are at this level. Like, uh, eight eight out of ten games being rainy and most of those being like pretty crazy rain, like almost delays and like you know we almost lost a game to air quality index. Like, the reality is like uh, bad weather at eighty percent of your games. Like that could that could kill a lot of USL two clubs. Like it just it could and like the way that people here kind of stuck it out um, and, and showed that they, they sort of understood uh, what this was and in, in like the big picture and were willing to kind of stick it out uh, in the stands, but also just like in a general sense and continuing the back of the club through, um, through any sort of like, you know, ups and downs that you get with sports, whether it's, it's something you control, can control or, or something you can't. Um, and I think, yeah, that was just, that was just very cool. And uh, we, we're like, 
we say it a lot. I hope we say it enough. Um, we're like so grateful for this community that's that's really latched onto the club. It's like very rad for us, and it's just like it's just cool to build this kind of collaboratively uh, in that way. So. And so and then, you know, the first season, you know, obviously I think we could all agree that it kind of exceeded expectations, you know, making it to the second round of the playoffs, uh, you know, so what were your expectations going into the second season? And do you feel like you met those expectations when the season ended? Yeah, I, I think like in, in the big picture, 2023 was a, was a massive success. Like the attendance went up the, you know, we got, we had more home games. We had, we had a better record. We, we, we had like a really great team. We had a really cool uh, merchandise that I think people really liked. And I think it was just, you know, like everything we set out to do, I think we did. Um, and it was awesome. And I, but you know, we would also be, be lying if we didn't say we were like a little disappointed with what happened on the field, which is like, uh, you know, not disappointed in the players, not dis- like disappointed <laughs> in disappointed in the way it all stacked up that like third place didn't have a playoff spot this year. And like, yeah, we felt about that playoff structure. Cause it baffled me at the time. It, it was a bit odd. And we can, we can talk more about this too. Cause I, I'm hope I'm thinking there's going to be a bit of a change that I think I can talk about. Well, we'll see. Um, I think so. Uh, but yeah, I would say, you know, we were, and I, I think this goes for all of us in the, in the sense that we weren't disappointed in the, in like a, in a big like devastating way we just like knew the team was really good and we knew that these guys trained hard and worked hard and we knew our staff worked hard and we we felt we deserved more than that um but at the end of the day like you saw and again to to, to kind of go back to the first question in a way like a testament to all that um and 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 sort of like really like what shows us that it was a success uh was the last game it was we were out of playoffs and most people knew that we were we had an hour rain delay uh, and, you know, and like, you know, players could have left, you know, they could, like, you know, these guys have college careers. They have a lot like things going on, but, you know, fans came out and sold out the stadium, waited for an hour uh, and still sold out the stadium. And we went out and played like a, a great game with our top guys. And it was like really a celebration of the season. And like, in that sense, you know, it's USL league too. Like it's, it's like, you can, you can sort of create your own legitimacy if you want to. And that, that game felt like a, like a championship match the same way like the Western mass game in the first season did, because like, because we all decided that that match mattered. And that was, uh, that was a really cool moment for us, I think. Um, so yeah, I think to answer the question, I think 22, three was a, was a big success in pretty much all facets for us. And like, we wanted to, uh, we wanted to go back to the playoffs. We, we wanted that feeling again from the first season, the way everyone was like really excited for it, but uh, you know, it gave us that drive to, to, look ahead at 2024 and uh and uh try to do it kind of run it back and and improve on that record try to win the division like all these things that we're gonna want to try to do every year and uh yeah so i think it was a success i hope it felt like one to you guys as well because we had fun and like you know not to be corny but that's a it's a big metric over here i i gotta tell you there there is there is that that well that metric exists uh it, it and it exists not just for like the families that are going or or the people in the south stand or even the members of the team but when we go out there as fans uh to watch these matches we go out there thinking that these players are our guys these are our guys and and even though from season one to season two, the players changed. A lot of the faces changed. A lot of the names changed. Some of them were still there. Some of them came back for short periods of time. 
to to help out where they could like those players are those are our guys so it's a very it's a very personal experience for us so um what has kind of the recruiting structure looked like from for, from your perspective um especially with what will mentioned you know uh, in in the intro um what has the recruiting s- structure looked like from season one to season two to this season where you have to kind of gather up a crew really quickly here because we have us open cup. I mean, has it, has it changed from one to two to three now because of this, uh, this new wrinkle that's been kind of thrown in? Yeah, I, I think, I think so. And I think uh, at some point you'll have to have Adam back on to speak to his processes again, because he can speak to it way better. But mm-hmm. I do, I do think as far as recruiting players goes, it's, it's, it's been it's been really cool to watch you know adam's program um develop in the sense that like you know in year one he he had to he had to use his his network which is a really great network of you know ncaa division one coaches he's been around the game for a long time uh but he really had to sell a uh a dream to these guys like a like a vision and like that's a hard thing to do um like this is what we want to do in vermont this is what we think will happen in vermont um and luckily, we, I think we were—I I think we were able to follow through on a lot of those things and deliver for for the players. But you know, in year one, we were able to, with each year of of good results on the field, um, high level of training five days a week or most days of the week uh, when they're not playing games. As you know, the schedule is kind of crazy, so training every day is what we say. Um, you know, top players coming here and then going professional. Uh, being able to prove that we've got like a, a proper professional environment for players to play in. Um, to advance their careers and really kind of like we really take the whole usl league two path to pro uh mentality very seriously and we we really want players and their coaches and their families to know that if they're coming to vermont green that that this is a, a legitimate way to both improve in in your you know your skills like you like, like improve like by playing but also that we are committed to these players um from like a media perspective and from like a uh, professional development uh, off the field uh, perspective. Um, and anyway, so I think with each year of, of hopefully proving that concept and, and delivering on those promises, gets easier for Adam to convince players, convince coaches that this is the spot that their top guys should be coming. Um, and I think we'll see a lot of that this year coming up with, with the players that we're, that we're going to have new players, players that are choosing to come back. Um, you know, we've got a, a decent amount of commitments, um, but yeah, to answer your question about how this works with the U.S. U.S. Open Cup, um, yeah, we, the U.S. Open Cup it'll be a little bit of a different process, and we're still sort of figuring out exactly how we're going to do that. Um, there's like clubs will take different approaches to how they kind of roster their their teams, and we we don't know exactly who's going to be on those teams yet. I think we'll know somewhat soon. But uh, what we do believe is that we're going to be able to build a competitive team that that hopefully will achieve our, our goals in that tournament which is to go as far as we can um the open cup is kind of like a really cool situation for us like i think like we you know we're like above all we're like lovers of the game we're, we're fanatics of of soccer and u.s soccer specifically so to be able to participate in this tournament for us is like very very cool and i think we are taking it extremely seriously um so we want to be able to put a put a team out there that is going to compete um whether it has total overlap or some overlap or whatever with our team that'll be in the summer, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. We'll, we'll know more about that in the coming weeks. Uh, but I, but the one thing I can, I can say is we're, we're confident that we can put together a competitive team. 
Awesome. And, you know, you mentioned kind of at, at the beginning of this interview that, um, you know, you were mentioning the volatility in USL2 and like even up in USL1, you know, clubs fold and then spring up all the time. Um, over these past two seasons, you know, have you been seeing a, um, you know, kind of like revenue stream, a profitability that you guys think that you can, that you've got a sustainable model and a way that um, this club is going to keep on going forward. It's going to keep on being able to put out a really good product, put on a really great experience for fans, because that is like one of the huge draws for the green is that it's an awesome fan experience. Um, is, is that something that, you know, you guys are looking at? Yeah, I think to answer that question, I think like we, the short answer is that we are, we feel really confident in our, in our model and the sustainability of this club to, to continue on and continue building here in Vermont for, in my goal forever. Like that's, that's how I tell people like this club should be here forever. And that's, that's like, we, we take that very personally and, and we take that very seriously. Um, and I think a big part of that is again, of course, the, the support being able to have like, you know, tickets are an important thing. People are coming out to games. That, that's huge for us. Um, but also the USL two clubs and professional soccer clubs in general, like are, they are, you know, it takes a lot of, like, it takes a lot to run them. And, but I think that between the support we've gotten both from fans coming into the stadium, but also we've been able to, and this is again, another cool thing that'll hopefully be kind of coming out here in the next few weeks to months is like, we've been able to really connect with other businesses in the, the like in the area. I think a cool thing about that we've been able to do with Vermont green is a lot of our biggest sponsors um, are Vermont companies. And I think like being able to do what we're doing with a lot of local partners and, and, and having them believe in us and having them believe in our longevity and, and our vision is, is uh, it's all sort of, it's the formula to make this thing keep going and going. And like, we, we really do, you know, we see this first couple of years in USL League Two as really only the beginning. And I think whatever that ends up being down the line is is up for all of us to kind of collectively decide. But the continuity of the club is something that we uh, are extremely dedicated to, like both as guys running this club, this business, um, but also just like as fans. Like, like I think it's like a it's a funny thing that we say to ourselves often is that like we are like huge fans of this club. Like we get like at the end of games, like every, every, every match in the summer, Homer away, we finish the game. We get back to like our, wherever clubhouse, wherever we're hanging out at like 1 AM, 2 AM. And we like turn on the game. We watch it. And we just like watch it. Like we'd never seen it before. Like we didn't know what happened. Um, that's all to say that like, that yes, we believe in our, in the sustainability of this, this project, this club, this community. And I think like it's, it's, it's very personal to us that, that, that we continue doing so. And like, yeah, I mean, like, if if I was being like, if I was just you know saying the 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 reality of American soccer is that these, it's like a hard thing to maintain. So it's like a we we recognize that we accept that we like plan for that, and and we hope that like what we're doing and and what every again what everyone is collaboratively doing is something that's gonna be uh, something that's built to last here because that's that's what we want. We want like our kids that we don't have yet to be playing on this club and playing for this club and, and your kids and your neighbor's kids. And like, this is like, you know, 
those sort of things really do like kind of sit in our in our minds as, as sort of the vision for where this this needs to go so hopefully that's a good answer <laughs> it is and like it is a a soccer specific stadia like a a still like a, a a pipe dream at this point or is that something that you guys have thought about is that anything that you've ever discussed yeah i think vermont green as a project uh is it's it's biggest like internal uh legacy for us is that like nothing is a pipe dream like this the, you know the club was a pipe dream to us at one point and like here it is so i think nothing's a pipe dream um but uh we definitely thought about it we definitely like envisioned it we definitely looked at google maps looking at plots of land that we don't know who owns and saying like wouldn't the stadium be sick there like not knowing if it's even like real um but i think for the moment virtue field is an awesome facility for us um even just on the grounds of, of what we're trying to build with our mission, like of, of sustainability and sort of like making our footprint be as small as possible, playing at a great stadium that is currently meeting all of our needs with our partners at UVM who are, who are fantastic. Like uh, it's a great spot to be, but you also never know. You never know where things are going with American soccer. You never think, know where things are going with this club, with Burlington, like having our own place someday. It's definitely, it's definitely a dream of ours. And, will take some serious uh, thought and resources, but like, again, in the sense that we think that this club will be around longer than we are, then we, we, these are things that we, we, uh, we want to consider. So if you, if you find, if you drive past a plot of land and you think the stadium looks good there, just, just text me. Uh, Cause <laughs> we'll add it to the pile. Um, well, well, if anybody can find affordable real estate, I mean, you let me know. But uh, and I had another thought, but I, I wanted to get to this because you asked about you, you mentioned the stadium. Um, you know, what is the club's sort of analysis for meeting demands as far as there's twenty five hundred seats at Virtue? You know, when does it clear that that's not enough seating? Is that a concern now or is are we putting the, the cart before the horse a bit too much there? Uh, I think it's something we think about. I think like, you know, we we had really good attendance. Uh, but we didn't sell out every game. And I think a lot of that was due to weather. I I sort of genuinely think every game would have been sold out if like everyone was sunny, but that's not how weather works. Um, so, but I think, uh, you know, we've also just like looked into, you know, some like kind of formally, some like less formally, like, you know, what does it look like for Virtue Field, for UVM to want to put stands on the other side or stands on the North end or or something like that, or, or, you know, even just like experimenting with what is like more standing room around the state. Like, like we've definitely, you know, the, the, the amount of people that are coming to these games has, has certainly made us start thinking about, you know, what do we, what do we need to do if, 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 uh, if we want more, you know, like, cause, um, oh, even like, you know, we think we have a really good, uh, we have great facilities and a good location to, to host playoffs the next time we make them, hopefully this season. And, you know, playoffs may draw huge crowds. Maybe we need, you know, maybe we need a solution for that. Um, but yeah, for the moment, I think 2,500 is, is good for what we've had and what we've, but I, I, you know, in the same sense of we, we believe in this thing and its longevity that we believe that it's going to continue growing. So we got to eventually start asking those questions and it could be sooner than later. And I can't believe we actually got this far into the to the podcast without, uh, you know, congratulating Vermont Green for for winning USL two organization of the year. You know, yeah, what is that? What, what does that mean for the club? Obviously, it's a big deal, you know, and it's proof of concept. But what does that mean for, for you guys, you know, running the organization? 
yeah first of all thanks guys that's it's and like i cannot overstress this like we we look at that award as like uh that is recognition of like all of us like i, I think like every little component of this club from obviously what we're doing but like you know what our what our staff is doing both like sporting staff people that are helping us run the games our volunteers people that are bringing their food trucks obviously the fans like it's really a recognition of like this whole organism that is a is a really really cool thing and i think for us what that means is like yeah like as you said it's it's a great kind of recognition of the proof of concepts but also just a recognition of like just how cool this is like how fun this is like how what we're doing um as an organization again on the field off the field is something that is is catching the eyes of, of our colleagues around usl league too but also all around usl like up you know up the up the divisions and around us soccer and i think uh you know all we can really hope to do is 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 be the best version of this thing that we want to be for for, for burlington and for vermont um we really do like see what we're building as sort of irreverent to leagues irreverent to divisions irreverent it's like this is vermont's soccer team and if we're doing a good job with it that means that that everyone is doing a good job and the people are, are, are latching on the people are connecting with it and yeah that's how we see that award and, and we really appreciate usl hq kind of giving us that recognition um and yeah yeah it was, it's just it was it was an honor and it's just something that like we we take that we digest it and we sort of put that energy back into like trying to build on that in 2024. Like we, you know, we want to win that award every year and we also want to win trophies and we want to win everything we possibly can. Cause it's a, it's a way to kind of, you know, project what we have here in a, in a general sense as, as Vermonters out into the world. And that's the important part of what Vermont green is. I think that, I, I think that um, just to kind of not really to backtrack too much, but to, to get back to the kind of my recruiting question. Um, yeah. And this was like, this was a question that was actually posed to me by somebody that I work with um, because they have come from New Hampshire. Um, and I, I think Tyson, Tyson just laughed cause he knows what kind of where this is going. Um, what are there any plans in the future to have sort of um, a, a structured youth Academy uh around Vermont green, the way that, the way that, uh, sea goats, um, does their, does their system where they have kind of that pipeline and the kids are learning the system from the ground up from the time that they're little, um, till the time that they can be recruited to play for the quote unquote senior team. Um, and, and it's weird because I've, my son, my son plays for far post right now, but he going to those tournaments and stuff and seeing, their the way that they run their system um it, it they play the same way at some of those at the u12 and up levels that they that it seemed that they play um in in our league which is kind of just sit back and defend and hopefully they can uh they can counter on you um so i guess my question again is just is there any kind of plan to to do that or, or to incorporate one of the current youth clubs that you have going uh, that we have going in the area? Yeah, I think, so youth is like a, an inevitable question of like kind of where does a proper soccer club kind of go next or, you know, in the future. Um, 
as of right now, like, you know, just as we're getting our legs really still in, in the big picture and, you know, it's really sort of a handful of us managing this, this thing and, and youth is a, is a serious undertaking and it that needs, it's something that needs to be done, um, needs to be done right. I think, like I said, I think it's something we have our eyes on for sure. Um, and I personally, like, you know, for example, I would love to eventually have even like a, a select team or something like that, that is competing in these USL youth um, divisions. We don't have like anything really concretely like in motion for that. There's a lot of plans in our heads of like, this is where we want this to go. This is where it should go. That like youth is obviously a big part of, but for the moment, our relationship with youth soccer around here is that we love far post. We love Nordic. We love queen city. We love BFC. We love capital. And like, we want to be something that is uh, contributing to all of their success and all of their growth. Um, and I would love, again, I would love to eventually build, whether it's a select team or some sort of, you know, whether it's a Vermont green youth team or something like that. Um, but yeah, I think at the moment, like it's really about supporting the ecosystem that exists here, um, and, and being genuine supporters and friends to those clubs, um, and hope that eventually there's some sort of collaborative approach that in- involves everyone. And like, there's a lot of different ways to do it. And I, I would, I would say that I like, I'm almost, I'm almost hesitant to even like uh, theorize because I think there's just like a lot more work that needs to go into figuring out how to do that right. Um, and we wouldn't want to step on toes or anything like that. Like we 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 have our current place in the in the in the ecosystem, and and we want to to be um, yeah, as I said, be be a supportive part of like what is being built here at kind of all levels. But of course, it's it's like something we again on the dream the dream component. Like we want to have youth teams. We want to have a women's team in the future we want to have like you know we, we want we want this thing to to expand into as many different um you know kind of facets that it can um but yeah the short answer there is that we don't have any current like concrete plans but the the youth teams are, are friends of ours and we want to find like you know collaborative ways forward perfect okay now i know that you had mentioned earlier about um how much time and effort you guys put into um showing potential recruits who might want to come to spend the summer with the green that you know it's a a truly professional organization they're going to get great development um they're going to have a good time here how and maybe this is just me coming from a, a fan's point of view because i think that we help put on a great match day experience how much of a kind of added benefit is it to be able to pitch to you know some college kid from the midwest or the west coast to say hey you know look at our instagram like look at our what our match day experience looks like you know you're not going to be playing in front of uh like five people like at blackrock or whatever like you're going to come here and you are going to play in front of a passionate fan base that is going to be making noise the entire time that you're out there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like an enormous part of our recruitment and it's an enormous part of uh, the feedback we get from former players of what makes them, you know, there's, there's, there's something to be said about, uh, I think firstly, the, 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 everyone wants to play in front of a crowd. These guys are, these guys are real pros and future pros and they're, they're like competitors and they're athletes and they want to do what they do. They want to, they show their skills and they want it to be seen by as many people. So it's just, it's part of it. Like these guys, these guys are real pros and uh, the ability to do that in front of 
fans like you all and fans that are really clued in they're they're loud they're they're really like it's 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 like it's where these players want to be and for recruitment it's it's massive um and i also think there's just like a level of like there's something really really special about what we have what what you all have here because i think it's one thing to play in front of fans in a general sense or like in the traditional sense of like you know they support you and they they it's loud and all these things but i think what's cool about the mixture of who Vermonters are and what this level of soccer is and what the club is in this current version and its newness and the, in the field that like, it's a really like, it's just like a really supportive and positive environment, like a really loving environment. I think like the players feel that in the stadium, but they also feel it like, you know, every, all the time, like we'll pull up the training 9am and some guy, some guy on the team will be like, yeah, I like got stopped in the supermarket or like, I like, you know, like, I went, I went walking down church street. I got stopped like 10 times. Like that's the kind of thing that I think like that Burlington allows us to sort of like relativize to like this big thing for these guys. Like, you know, it's, you know, this isn't the biggest city in the world and USL league two, the fourth division, but like here we're the biggest soccer team and they're the biggest soccer players. And there's enough people around that come to games that'll recognize them when they're out. And I think it's just like a, it's a really cool thing that, that makes them feel appreciated and makes them, want to perform like it makes them want to win like guys were devastated uh you know the summer summer soccer summer league soccer i think for a lot of guys you you go play and you go back to your school where things matter uh but with vermont green i think these guys like felt an obligation to to people to to perform and to win because they know that you guys wanted it and they knew that the kids in the stands wanted it and like i think that's a sort of like layer of motivation that is rare honestly like like i think like you know even in, like in the professional level your fans can be hostile towards you the fans can be like like it can be a negative experience but with 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 what we have here and what we've had so far it's, it's been a really like a a positive um motivator and, and it makes guys you know again has that layer of accountability that's like not just perform for my coach perform for my school perform for myself it's like perform for like people I don't know that like would like me to succeed. And like, that's a really, really cool um, relationship to have between fans and the greater community and, and the team that I think that there's not a lot of other teams that are providing that. So it's cool. And we're grateful to you all for, for, for showing that love because it's like a, it's a very cool thing. So, you know, I think a lot of players for USL2 can sometimes think of USL2 as, you know, summer maintenance. You know, it's it's just keep the skills up and go back to college and showcase. But, you know, Vermont Green's offering a crowd and it's also offering televised events. I mean, do you think that you can go out to these perspective players and say, hey, look, this isn't just maintenance. You know, you can build on your portfolio to be drafted because I mean, after you know, across two seasons, we've had four players that have played for the organization that have ended up being drafted by, into the MLS. Uh, and I feel like that, 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 that must mean something, you know, to, to the club. Absolutely. I, I, one of the, like, it sounds almost like trivial, uh, but one of the most like biggest things I can like pitch a player on, you know, if I'm mostly it's Adam's work, but if I'm, if I'm helping out talking to a player, it's like, Put it this way, like sometimes we'll we'll go to announce a, a player, like a new player last year, like say they played for a top division one program, like national title, like competing program. And like, we'll like sometimes struggle to find photos to like put, put to use for the, for the announcement. And like, 
one thing that we can promise a player if they could come to Vermont Green is that like you're going to be 10 times more like Googleable. And I know that's like a, a sort of like eye roll metric, but it's, it's not really when you think about scouts and you think about like, especially like in the, even like not, not just MLS, but like the USL championship, USL league one, like the scouting apparatuses are not that like, uh, they're not that widespread. So the ability to just like put a player's name into Google and see a bunch of photos, beautiful Jersey on them. Uh, like, and, and just like, it just makes, it just like, it adds one more layer of even like subconscious for like a, a coach, an agent, uh, whoever it may be that it's like, I can see so much more and not to mention the, the video, like we, we like did these, these kids building their sort of uh, their reels is like extremely important. And we film every game in what we think is pretty awesome quality. Shout out to, to New England. I always confuse it with Nesson. It's not that you can shout out to our crew. Um, they do an awesome job. And these videos are like high quality and like, uh, yeah. So I think like what we provide from like a media standpoint, um, I think is, is a, is a big part of that. Not to mention like, I think like big part for me uh, personally, for my skill set and my background, is like, I try to like force these kids in front of like TV media and podcasts and interviews. Mm -hmm. And it's mm -hmm. like, 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 even if you don't want to do it, just go do it. It's going to be one more thing that you can be searched for. It's going to be like, you're going to be in front of camera. It's going to be awesome. Um, and I think it's just like a, it's important. It's important for how these guys grow and in, in, in the, the modern era, like they need to be, they need to be that little bit more searchable. So let me ask you a question that you may not have an answer to. Um, away games for Vermont Green fans, they're tough because we want to watch them. But these other clubs in the division just don't have quality streams or sometimes don't stream at all. Has Vermont Green never considered going and filming on the road? I mean, because I know fans would watch it. Totally. Um we have considered and and i think so with northeast sports network who are fantastic that do our home games um you know it's an it's an expense that we that we it's super important to us it's worth every penny um but what we prefer is that and i think this is what's going to happen we were told this i don't want to be quoted on it but i guess it's more so the, their quote than mine that streaming was supposed to be mandated throughout the league mm -hmm. this year and I really, really hope that's true because last year, it last year got to the point where we were like, uh, I, I don't we can we can we can say it for you. <laughs> it was extremely frustrating that Seacoast United, one of the biggest teams in the league, doesn't have a broadcast, and so we can't watch the biggest game of the year at the time. You know, that's that for us. It's we have not stopped complaining about that. Yeah, it, it to was, the, it yeah, was to the point where they blocked me on social They've media. blocked a lot of us on social media <laughs> because we wouldn't let it go. I mean, but that's, you know, we want to watch these games, you know. I, it, it helps Seacoast, too. So, uh, obviously, as you know, just fans, we can be a little more expressive with our frustration. But uh, so, it's... So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, we... we it's very hard for like, it was very difficult for us and the product that we were trying to, because it's also like, it's not, it's not just like, there's a, a business element there where it's like, we want our partners to be able to show the games at their, their bars or their coffee shops so that they can have people come. It's like serving our partners for like what we vision as, as part of the, the deal with them and part of like the value exchange that we have with our, our partners. And like, so, so the point where I don't think, 
this is what I was where I was like I was like what is like I feel like we had more away streams in year one and then in year two there was like I think maybe one maybe not I mean I think Western Mass uh, streamed who were their 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 situation their facilities their their club does a lot of really cool stuff um, but yeah to the point where we brought Brian McLaughlin away to Seacoast to do the audio recording which actually ended up being really fun um, like I think like you know in the absence of a, of a stream that was a really cool thing to have brian is like such a pro like speaking of speaking of professional development at this club brian is one of the top pros we have across all facets uh across all categories he's he's just so good at what he does and for him to step up come with us to seacoast set up everything and then do that alone like he didn't you know he didn't have color he just like was doing all play-by-play -play and color on his own was like uh yeah, I hope we gave him enough love for that because, like, it was we thought it was like the coolest thing ever, and then we won. It's just like that was just a good. We good yeah, we had him um, on the pot. We had him on the pot, and it was uh, it was definitely kind of a love fest for that because I, I think it helped out a lot of us. I remember we were we were eating dinner at at our at our, at our dining room table listening to the game. You know, it was uh, it was a big thing in our house, and I, and when we had him on the pot, it was definitely a love fest for 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 getting out there and doing that and taking the, tr having the trouble with the, with the bad internet and all that stuff. And yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty it was, amazing. It was funny. And it was, yeah. Like, again, like, you know, like I, there's something about like, you know, I grew up listening, like my dad listening to like baseball games on the radio in the summer, there's like a certain like nostalgic feel to like that vibe. And I was like, I just, it was cool. I'm glad we made that happen. And like, ideally we're going to have video, but that was a cool thing to have in, in, in that absence of video. But I think um, to answer your question, I think we hope that there will be uh, actual streams mandated at every, at every team. And it's a little bit <clears throat> tough because I just think that like some of them are going to have like those, some of them have this like camera thing that's like really meant for like training. And it's like, it just like follows the ball, but there's no commentary or anything like that. But, you know, we understand that people are working with different, resources or expectations or whatever in the league but we, we hope that there's at least uh at least something to watch because it was really tough for us and very frustrating as we knew and we appreciated all of your patience because you know we would have loved to have it at every game um yeah did i answer everything about that question I don't, yeah we, yeah okay <laughs> yeah that it was, it was absolutely wonderful yeah. uh so i think we're we're just about coming up on time i'm gonna let uh each of the fellas uh fire off one yep. more question at you uh and yeah I, we... I can i can go a bit longer if you guys need to I, I yeah so don't don't be too worried about time um but please whatever whatever questions you have let's, let's hit it well i have a silly one so i can go first it's and it's more of an accusation um <laughs> you you planned putting those anorak rain jackets out didn't you after all that rain it's I mean, awfully it a... coincidental that you started selling those yeah, I mean, I guess it was a, uh, it was a, uh, very convenient. Yeah, there, there is, there is that. I think of a lot. I think we probably sold more anoraks than we maybe anticipated. Um, but they're cool, right? I think they're they're they are, oh, and, the, they're and, the, and the serious <laughs> the serious follow up there is you know what's the, you guys do such a great job on the merch. Is that something that you guys really prioritize? Because you know it must be you know good income to the club to put out merch that people actively want to buy. Yeah, uh, merch is, is is such a important. So it's, it's super important to us in in multiple ways. Uh, one, obviously, in that you know, 
we have Matthew Wolf on the team and he's just constantly making great stuff. And, and uh, in the sense that like, for all of us, like Vermont Green is, is it's a football club uh, and it's an environmental justice organization, but it's also like this big art project for us. Like we just are constantly like thinking about how to express ourselves and express like this club's like brand identity through our merchandise. And that's like, you know, the, the best kind of uh, medium for it. Um, so yeah, merch is just, it's, it's huge. And, you know, our merch also gets to tell a story about, you know, whether it's recycled polyester or hemp or organic cotton or whatever it is, like, we're always like really, the materials is a big part of like what we can do with our club and its mission and how we use education and awareness as sort of like the biggest, most important pillar of, of expanding our environmental justice mission. Uh, the merch tells a huge story there. And, and uh, you know, even like in, in this year where we were able to start taking some materials back in to be recycled and sort of our, our closed loop program um but yeah i think like to to answer that uh merch is huge and we're really excited to to have new kits this year we're gonna uh this is actually here's a good bit, bit of information for you guys the wildflower is gonna we're gonna keep it it's gonna be our secondary kit this year mm-hmm. um so you'll see the wildflower um but we'll have a new kit that we wear mostly at home that we're excited about um and I believe that the creamy and the, the, the black jersey, I think, are going to be, I think those won't be worn on the field anymore this year. Uh, or, and, you know, hopefully the, the creamy is something that I think, you know, it won't stay out of, or a creamy, something that, that is that color scheme won't stay out of our rotation for super long. But I think we'll have, a, we'll have two kits this year, and as in the wildflower and then one new one. Um, but we're excited about it. I think I think uh, the the other thing that I that I really uh, that I really love about about the the merch and the gear is like it's a it's kind of a, a walking advertisement for the club, um, and you see people in and around town uh, with with Vermont green merch on with with the colors on uh, bumper stickers on their car that kind of stuff, and it every time I see a, a Vermont green anything it just kind of makes me smile because it's like it it makes me feel like yeah see this is this is something that i'm part of and and i can say to that person you know this is something that we're part of and and uh again just to kind of flash back to that like sense of community that 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 this has brought um it it really it really drives us uh you know to you know just looking forward to what's coming next with this club and and that's another great thing about the club that that i love and um is that every single year the expectation is kind of the same but and but the reality could be different the constant change with the usl2 clubs i i think is is what's really cool is because you get to know all of these players and then you get to know another group of players and another group of players. And so you have alumni that either come back or, or will come back to watch games and that kind of stuff. I just, I think it's, I think it's just, it's probably the, the most amazing thing that, that I see with this club is that, is that the community that's built in and the, the alumni system and the, and the ability to just constantly change, but stay the same. Totally. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's been very cool. You know, like from the first point to like, 
seeing merch around the, the, the city and around the state and like even people sending me photos from across the country or across the world of people wearing wearing the gear it's like a major sense of pride that like uh yeah like that's like what is the point of merch at, at the end of the day it's it's like to you know be able to display a bit of like your personal identity and 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 like something that you've attached yourself to and, and we want Vermont Green to be that we want Vermont Green to be like a a club that people sort of you know like it's like sort of an old adage in football but like you find yourself a little bit there like there's a there's a there's another part of you that that kind of lives at that stadium and to to take that out of the stadium and represent it around the city around the state around the world is is like a is a really cool part of what we want this visual identity to be um and yeah and 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 with that like as you said with with uh that expanding into you know the people that are doing it whether it's our fans who maybe lived here for one summer or maybe they've lived here forever or if it's players and they go on to be pro and like you know like nate jones is playing in colorado he's 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 playing in major league soccer he's got a whole career ahead of him but he's still texting us he's still like checking out our instagram he's still like congratulating us on it's like that's like that's the kind of like the love that we want players to leave here with of, of something that they even if it was you know relatively one moment that they were with us like it's, we want it to have a lasting impact on them and for for what we do here to carry on to where where they go next and you know like maybe it's it's the mission maybe it's just the, the people they met but we want we want that stuff to, to stick with them yeah Nate Jones is massive. He's bigger than you. <laughs> it's, he's a lot. He's a lot bigger than me. Uh, they uh, they dropped. Colorado dropped some uh, dropped some Nate Jones content today. So, that was Nate Jones content. loves the camera. Okay, Nate Jones loves the camera. <laughs> I mean, he's he's gonna have a really great successful career, and, and we are like, we're so proud of him. We're so proud of Zach who got drafted as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're so proud of. We're, we're, you know, it's uh, like we we really you know i speak for the founders and your coaching staff as well like we like we really like we love these guys like when you when you look at it from our perspective of like vermont green is like this idea that we had and it's our baby and we're building it and like but at the end of the day like it, it's nothing without you know if it, like the players are making that dream come true they're the ones out there they're the ones like you know they're they're the center of attention and for us like we're grateful to them for what they do when they throw on the shirt and they wear the badge and they, and they do it like, uh, in a, in a way that, that sort of honors it in the way that like is honors the community in a way that, that like, you know, we've had, a, we've had a really, we've had two really great classes of players that have, that have represented us so far and like excited to welcome a lot of them back, excited to welcome some new ones. And, and yeah, there's just like a lot of love for we have, we have for these guys. And so when we see them advance to the next level, uh, in whatever way that is, uh, it's like a re- it's like a major source of pride for us. Like, can't be understated. Like how happy it makes us to see them to see them move on. It's it's, it's like another unique thing about USL two, and the unique thing about Vermont Green is like you know, if Nate Jones hadn't been drafted, he might have come back. So like in a way, <clears throat> him getting drafted is our loss, but it's not. Like we like there's nothing better for us and for our club and our community for him to go on and do his thing and be professional and be happy and like for us it's such a win like it's such like a we got to watch him when he was here it's like dude it's like i I don't know i still talk to people in burlington to talk about watching ken griffey jr play for the vermont expos or were they it was uh it was the it was the vermont mariners yeah when i was was a little kid yeah yeah and it's like like 
people still talk about that. Yeah. And like, we <laughs> want to provide that, um, that, you know, and we want to have someone that's the soccer equivalent of Ken Griffey Jr. I don't know what that is, but pretty good player. Um, anyway, that's, that's, that's how we feel about these guys. So, yeah. Okay. And, and I have a, a bit of a personal question for you, Pat, because I was sitting at my desk at work today listening to uh, Bane's seminal 2001 album, Give Blood, and remembering the probably the best show that I've ever seen here in Vermont, which was Bane and Municipal Waste and Coliseum at 242 in Maine, which reminded me, you're a old hardcore and punk kid, right? Big time. Yeah. Big, Big time. time. What is the best show you've been to? Dude, that's a that where we need a whole other podcast episode for this. But that, that's a, um, <laughs> oh man, dude. Okay, well, first of all, let me just say, uh, rest in peace, two four two Maine. That was the greatest venue of all time. I don't know if you Truly. are all familiar with it, but it it was the essentially like the old, to get it. Yeah, it was essentially like the old boiler room of the the Coliseum uh, that was like turned into a punk venue by Jane Sanders, um, and it was like it was like punk run like kids were booking shows kids like it was like it was it was paradise for for kids growing up like playing punk and hardcore um so i saw a lot of really good shows there i played a lot of shows there as well with my band back in the day we played with like i mean i saw i think yeah i saw bane there i saw trial there i saw like we opened for transit there like just so many good bands um but I, the best show I've ever seen is a hard question, but I'm just going to highlight some other cool shows I've seen. Cause like, I don't know, how old are you Tyson? I am 38. So okay. I remember seeing like my revenge play in like the Rutland high school gym, like nice. back when I was in high school. So what a shithole yeah. that is. <laughs> Cause like, okay. So I'm 31. Yeah. I'm 31. And, uh, I always, uh, something I've been talking about a lot lately is that like when I was in high school, so like graduated in 2010, like Higher Ground used to have a lot of, re- uh, Higher Ground has great shows now, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm like, but like when I was younger, like hardcore bands, punk bands used to come to Higher Ground all the time and it'd be like sold out. All like, the time. I, yeah. And like, I remember like I, one I tell all the time is that uh, in 2009, I think it was 2009, I saw Newfound Glory um, and a Title Fight opened for them when they were still like, teenagers and like i loved that show and it was like i had found title fight like that like month because they were playing with new glory and i got really into them and then like they ended up being a huge band and like so i really like think about that show a lot um but i think the point i was like i saw trapped under ice at higher ground in like 2010 maybe and like anyway i think that there's too many shows to, to list but I, I i we should we should spend some time talking about this another time i gotta like, think of my <laughs> list but like but uh, just like a lot of a lot of a lot of great shows have happened in Vermont over the years. I think it's uh, it's a little underrated, and I think the the Vermont punk scene back you know like ten years ago was a really hot place to be. Really cool bands, and um, anyway, hope that kind of answered it. <laughs> R.I.P. Two Four Two. What a spot, dude! What a spot. <laughs> well, that's, that's been, a... that. that yeah, that void hasn't been filled. That's a fantastic way to kind of to kind of end the pod. Kind of like get get Patrick smiling, uh, get him get him off this uh, this 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 business trip he's on today. Uh, 
I'm, I'm not a business guy, guys. Like I'm faking it big time. Like uh, this is this is all you know, just. I, I, if if I wasn't doing this, I'd be with you guys. So uh, I appreciate the ability to talk about about things like fan culture and punk rock. So right on. Um, and, and we will get we will come back around to that too because uh, because I've got some I've got some questions for you on that too since since I'm a little bit older than you guys. So um, anywho. Um, I did get to go to uh, see. I saw a couple of bands at Checkpoint Charlie's in uh, in in New Orleans over the over the holiday, which was uh, which was pretty cool a venue to go into. And that's an old punk. It is the old punk uh, club in in uh, New Orleans. So that was really cool. We can talk about that another time. But um, I do want to thank you. Uh, we 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 are at time. I think, and uh, I do want to thank you for being here. I want to thank my uh, two other co-hosts. Um, we did. Uh, I I can say we did get kind of big timed by Tyler the Creator tonight. So, uh, so he's got more important things to do. But that's that's fine. Um, those like more important things. I think children, work, and family. You know, uh, this doesn't this doesn't provide food for his family. So, um, <laughs> we'll we'll catch him on the next time around. I think what we want to do is uh, we're gonna try and do. Um, a podcast monthly to keep people informed until until we uh get into it and then it will be they'll become more frequent um as the season nears and we uh start getting some get getting some uh signings in so that would yeah that'll that that'll be a fun time um and of course we'll keep in contact with you patrick uh and uh we look we look forward to uh what's what's coming what's coming up totally yeah no guys i, I really appreciate uh you have me on the show and and you know just to reiterate like we have a i speak for the founders the coaches the players we have a we have a lot of gratitude for for obviously this podcast but also just all you guys do uh as fans you know in the stands and just like day in day out it's it's really like it's it's a it's massive for us and it's it's really like we we're we want to continue uh building something that that makes you guys proud makes you want to keep supporting us and and you know so I hope that you know that and and yeah, we just, we really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I think uh, with the open cup coming up soon, news is going to start coming fast in like a matter of honestly days. So get ready for that. Uh, Some really cool stuff coming, cool staff, cool players, just a lot of, a lot of cool things. So uh, stay tuned. And yeah, once again, thanks for having me and uh, we'll be seeing you super soon. Absolutely. Uh, and, and for anybody who cares, uh, just a little bit of housekeeping here. Uh, we are United in Green podcast. We're on all your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, still trying to work with Apple and they're a real pain in our ass. Uh, for some reason, they won't put our content out. There's something missing, but they won't tell us what it is. But um, we can we can always hook you guys, hook you guys up uh, on, on the other platforms. So uh Look at our social media. We're on Instagram. We are not on X, um, but we are on Instagram. We are on Facebook, which we rarely post on because uh, that's for my parents' generation, but still <laughs> um, mostly in Instagram. So just look out for us. We'll be uh, and, and look out at uh, VermontGreen.com and all their social media stuff too. Um, we'll be we'll we'll be posting anything that they put out too. So we look forward to seeing everybody and uh, in the future and uh, off the green. Off the green. Off the green. <laughs> <laughs>